Con Radio, presented by Wizard World. Radio for geeks. From Andres Bergen, the acclaimed creator of the popular graphic novel Bullet Gal, comes the retelling of the classic Tristan and Isolde. Tristan Holt turned things on its head and places our heroes in a 70s pulp world. Queenie rules with an iron fist, and when two of her best men are killed, it's up to her niece Trista to find out what happened. Tristan Holt by Andres Bergen. Available online at If Comics. That's If question mark C-O-M-M-I-X. Issues also available at dollardownloads.com. Whoa, dudes, Michelangelo here from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the original one. Yeah, and you are listening to Candare Podcast. It happens to be a tribute to comics and pop culture like yours truly, Cowabunga! Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Candare, a tribute to comics and pop culture. I am Jeremy Colley. And I'm Jack Doherty. And joining us today, we have from 8th Wonder Press, Jesse Dubin, to talk about Uncanny Adventures Duo. Thanks for being with us, Jesse. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, for having me back. We have a good show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about superheroes on television throughout the years in our uh, retro roundtable in light of Jessica Jones being released yeah. on Netflix. Uh, we'll do our roundtable uh, comic discussion, comic dump bin, I keep forgetting to call it that, <laughs> and uh, then we'll turn our attention over to Jesse and talk about Uncanny Adventures Duo. And uh, really quick, before we get started again, we are announcing we are joining the con radio lineup, uh, Wizard World con radio lineup. It hasn't happened yet, but... Uh, we're going to be on there. We're going to be on there. They, they said, <laughs> they said, no go backsies. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that should be up maybe next week from what uh, we're hearing. So, uh, of course, we'll be blasting that on Twitter and letting everyone know when it does happen. Not that it's going to change your lives in any way, but uh, be excited (laughs) for us. (laughs) So, let's just get right into it with this week's Retro Roundtable. And here we go. <laughs> All right, guys. So, superheroes on television over the years. There's been so many. First, let's start just with what's uh, cued this subject is Jessica Jones on Netflix. Have I know you've seen it. What about yep. you, Jesse? Have you seen it? Uh, I saw the the first episode last night. What'd you think? I I liked it. Um, the Alias comics weren't really my thing, so I was I was a little wary going in. But I I really liked it. They're doing the uh, the, uh, the detective noir story really well. Yeah, I uh, was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was going to think of it because I know nothing about Jessica yeah, Jones. Yeah, same here. But uh, two episodes in and really enjoying it. I can't mm-hmm. wait. And it came at a good time too because oh, like The Walking Dead and Agents of Shield and Gotham, they're all about to take their mid-season break. So I can stretch that out till uh, <laughs> till January. That's a good point. <laughs> what about you? What do you think, Jack? I liked it. I'm wondering if uh, Matt Murdock's going to show up at all, have a cameo in there. They made it look like he's going to in one of those trailers. You see a character from behind who looks very close to him mm-hmm. and is kind of walking the way he does, but uh, we'll see. I, I, I've seen it rumored on, on uh, some of the uh, the rumor mill sites that, that he will pop up from time to time. And, uh, you know, since it's all going to lead into the Defenders, it, right. it kind of makes sense. Yeah, right. he's got to show up somewhere. Yeah. Even while... Uh, I don't know if they're going to do Danny Rand, the Iron Fist, if he's going to show up, because I'm, I'm not sure if they can that one and was going to do somebody else, or... I don't know. I don't know. They're being oddly defensive about it right now, which always makes you wonder. I really wish they would, uh, and I know they had been talking about it before, but make a Punisher, like Netflix show or something. He's supposed to be in Jessica Jones, I think, and make an appearance or something like that. I, think. Uh, I thought I uh, heard he was going to be in Daredevil. That's yeah, season yeah, two. That's right. Season two of Daredevil. Yeah. That's right. I don't know where I get my word. My <laughs> You're just confused, Jack. I just throw names and shows out there all the time. <laughs> I'm excited for that. Do you know when that comes out? Nope. Me neither. Who wants to go first? Uh, shows over the years that come to mind. 
I guess the uh, the eight hundred pound gorilla is Batman sixty six. Um, that's that's one that I certainly started with, even though I didn't see it when it aired the first time around. You know, I was a real little kid catching it on repeats, and it just it just blew my mind. It was like a a comic book had just opened up and and was on my television set, and it was amazing. Right. It was like the live action Super Friends, pretty much Batman and Robin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you know, I was young enough. Even when people told me it was cheesy, I didn't get it. But you know, even now I can watch the go back and watch the movie, and it, it still has its own special charms for me. Oh, absolutely! I, I love that movie and the show still. Like the monkeys, that was cheesy. My mom hated oh, it when yeah. I watched that show, but I enjoyed it. It's I still <laughs> like to watch that show. It's you know it's laughable, yeah, obviously, but uh, it's still a fun show to watch. I just never understood why the monkeys were so obsessed with getting Davy Jones laid in that show, like. <laughs> They made it their priority to make sure he got the girl. And I'm like, why? Go get your own girl, you know? Do your own Those thing. are good friends. I don't know. I guess. I've never had a friend like that. Anyway. But no, Batman 66 is probably, with the exception of the shows I've started watching with the last few years, you know, with Marvel and uh, uh, DC now coming to television uh, level with the, you know, the newer shows. I think Batman 66 is the only superhero show I ever really watched on television. Like Smallville, yeah. Lois and Clark, uh, uh, The Flash, uh, American Greatest... Ameri- uh, greatest uh, American Hero. Greatest American Hero, thank <laughs> oh, you. Oh, man, that was my jam. Yeah, yeah, that one I did watch a little bit of, but very little, and I don't remember much about it. I, oh, I remember He got a the super suit from the aliens, but they couldn't yes. translate the uh, the instruction manual, so he never knew how to work it. Yeah, yep. yeah. <laughs> I vaguely remember seeing the first one. <laughs> I can't believe it myself. No. <laughs> They're supposed to be rebooting that show. Yeah, that's what I heard. I wonder if they'll do that any justice. I think they will. I think it'll be fun. I hope. What's Seth Rogen doing? Yeah, really. <laughs> Found a new suit. <laughs> hey, James Franco, look at this suit I got. <laughs> Let's go smoke some weed. <laughs> You're not scaring me off, I gotta say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, one of mine from uh, the 80s, the A Team, has mm. got to be one of my all time favorites, that was too. On my list, too. Oh, I love the A Team. Just I don't know why. I mean, looking back, it was so cheesy, but it's still it's uh, I guess like Batman '66. It's still so much fun to watch. Yeah, like this. Uh, I love the scenarios when the client. You know, every episode begins with the client kind of showing up in a weird place to meet the A Team and. Someone in dis- like a mechanic say pulls his face off and it's Hannibal. Yeah. You know, oh, we had to test you. No, you're on the up and up. But there would be times that you could tell a mile away who it was. You know, Look, anyway. there's Hannibal right there. Wait till he turns around. Yep, there was him. <laughs> uh, what else you got? Uh, the uh, six million dollar man. I never watched that. No, no. Yeah, me neither. I I don't remember a lot. I remember watching it, but I don't remember a lot of it because it was that's a pretty old one too. Was that the like the gin, 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 yeah. jump. Yeah, anytime he did anything <laughs> incredible, it would be the na 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 That's what it was. Good old Steve Austin, the pilot that crashed and they built him, made him better. Man. It was only $6 million. That's it? Yeah. Wow. One you brought up earlier, Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, gosh. I know you hate it, but... Oh, it's so good on such a bad level. I mean, it's too bad, too bad. But that's that's why it's good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> the episode where they use a jetpack to get on the roof of the bad guy's uh, <laughs> lair. You know, as soon as they land, there's a ladder right like next to where they land. Like, why didn't you just take the ladder? This thing was like loud as shit going Dramatic. on right there. Yeah, it was just the theme song I couldn't get past. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put the it theme in song? somewhere. What's that? What was the theme song? It was uh, oh, boy, Chuck <clears throat> Norris singing it. <laughs> In the eyes of a ranger. I'm not going to sing the song. Oh. But wait. Oh. <laughs> I thought just, it was coming. I'll put it behind the conversation, so just listen the up, people. The eyes of a ranger are upon you. <laughs> and any wrong you do, he's going to see. <laughs> oh. Don't get me going. Other shows. The Tick. Oh man! My oh, favorite. great one! My I favorite. didn't even think about that. Hell yeah! 
That one never gets old. You I, I can't tell you how much I... Oh, sorry. No, go right ahead. I, I can't tell you how cool it was to hear you guys interview the Tick a couple weeks ago. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that was still was, flying on that one. That was <laughs> outstanding. That was a kick, man. He, Townsend Coleman, he was... Oh, he was so much yeah, fun to was. talk to. What a nice guy. He's a guy. good storyteller. But, yeah, I mean, just, uh, you know, the, the cartoon and the live action show. Yeah. Uh, both of them have, you know... Are, are totally different from each other. Well, maybe not totally, but uh, quite different, and uh, still both very good in their own respective ways. I was very impressed with the casting of the live-action show. I mean, Patrick Warburton is yeah. perfect, and I'm not sure of the guy's name who played Arthur, but he was dead, he was yeah he was really dead good. on too. Yep. Yeah, they were all really good. Like yeah. uh, I didn't, the only thing I didn't like about the the live-action one is because they didn't they did what, like Captain Liberty instead of American Made. Which I right. kind of get why they did that. And another thing that kind of bugged me, you pointed out to me some time ago, is how in the live action one, his mask didn't cover his eyes because it yeah. would cover expression. But yeah, so, that's exactly right. why they didn't do it. Whole face was open. Yeah. Now, wasn't there a talk of that being yeah, brought was back to be something on like Amazon, Amazon or yeah. something? But never heard any more of that, yeah. Hmm. Maybe it just got under our radar. Maybe it's there and we don't know it. Yeah, I don't have Amazon. No. <laughs> Surely would have heard something. Yeah. What about you, Jesse? Um, in terms of uh, other shows, yeah, I, you know, I was I was thinking back, trying to find something weird, and I remembered this old show I used to watch called Auto Man, like way oh back in the God, early eighties. Yes, Never even and he was this it. weird dude. I don't even remember the deal. He wore sort of a Tron suit and yep. had this really cool car that would drive at ninety degree angles to everything. Yeah, it would drive, and then, like, as soon as it got to a corner, it would just be like, yeah, 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 like really? it was a laser beam or something. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, I don't remember much I've about that other than how that. cool that part was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It was, like, it was a computer program or a hologram or something like that, I think. Yeah, it was something like that, a hologram or, a, I don't know, maybe it was like the, the dude version of Gem and the Holograms or something. <laughs> yeah. And he ran around with the, the tweed-wearing jacket uh, detective. So did this come out like right after Tron? Then I'm sure. Like, no, it was a be... while after. The was movie. it? Yeah. So you don't pretty... think it was like a ploy to like uh, feed off the Tron fan base? Nah. No. He even had an Auto Man helicopter. <laughs> was there a helicopter? Was just... Yeah, it just had the neon on the side, but it looked like a regular like news chopper. <laughs> it was pretty cheap. <laughs> Man, I totally forgot about that show. Well, I, I hope it's not dredging up too many bad memories. No, no. Um... <laughs> Then I, you know, there's the one that I think sort of brought Batman back to popular culture again after 66 sank it for so long. And that's the the animated series. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, was. I, I'm stuck thinking we're like stuck in like the primetime genre, but we're not. That... No. And, uh, you know, that one, I think, actually premiered in primetime. It was like a, you know, Saturday evening uh, pilot or something. I think I think you're right. I think it was like Friday night because they used to do that with uh, when the Power Rangers first came out and was huge. They would do the uh, like the little mini series. They would do those on Friday nights at like eight o'clock. Yeah, exactly. With TGIF going on on the other channels. Right. Yeah, and uh, like you remember the Green with Evil series. Mm-hmm. Like that was a yeah. Friday night thing, I think. And uh, like when Lord Zed came to town, that was a Friday <laughs> night event. Boy, I forgot about that. Yeah, what a great show, Batman the Animated Series. What about, uh, this one's real old, but Ultraman. Oh, man. I, uh, watched maybe a episode of Ultraman. (laughs) I can't, I have no room to sit here and talk about Ultraman, so (laughs) I don't know anything about it. Just toy jets flying around. Well, it was as bad, it it was right along with Power Rangers, pretty much. It was was like the inspiration for it, more or less. Was was that Saban, too? I don't know if it was or not. Hmm. Speaking along those lines, how about the? Uh, remember, this, these were these guys were bad. The big bad Beetleborgs. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I watched it because uh, I don't even know if it was the Beetleborgs or if it was the. No, it was VR Troopers that I was thinking of. The, oh, the one chick. Yeah, there were a lot of knockoffs for a yeah, while. That yeah. that VR Trooper chick was cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was. That was the only reason to watch. I think she beat out Kimberly. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. What am I thinking? She was cute, but not Kimberly cute. Yeah. <laughs> Kimberly's still cute. Yeah. All right, I need to stop thinking about Kimberly. <laughs> okay. All, all everyone hears is frantic Googling. <laughs> <laughs> no, the Big Bad Beetleborgs, though, it was so ridiculous. Like, the concept, like, 
It was like they were just drawing ideas out of a hat and combining them. It was like, okay, there's these three <laughs> kids, and they love this comic called The Beetleborgs, and they stumble into a haunted house, let's say. And they, oh, that's right. They yeah. meet a genie that is actually a ghost <laughs> that looks like Elvis and Jay Leno combined. Liberace in there, too. Yeah, and grants them the power to become their comic book icons. Like It's like how South Park shows are made with the, was it the manatees? Oh, uh, grabbing the balls. That, how South Park said Family Guy was made. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was funny. Anyway, so if there was any superhero like existing uh, on any medium, comic book or no, uh, that you would like to see made into a TV show, who would you like to see? Oh, my. That's a good one. Take your time. I can edit out this. I just this. <laughs> I'm just thinking myself. Big long straight line of nothing. <laughs> well, they didn't say nothing yet. I'm thinking for myself too here. So take your time. Has anybody said sex criminals yet? Oh, no. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Remember the cartoon? I want to say it was Brave Star. Oh yeah, wasn't he that sort of robot marshal in the old west? He was. Well, I think he was like an Indian marshal, but his horse was robot that would turn into like a. A two-legged, he'd stand up on his back legs. His name was Thirty Thirty. <laughs> that would be a cool one. Cool TV show, drive action TV show. Now, Might you know, be a little expensive. One that pops into mind really quick is uh, the Kick-Ass series when it ended. Oh, what was it? They ended on three, right? In the comic yeah. world, that and uh, right. it ended with. Kick-ass retiring, like saying he's not doing this anymore, and hit girl hitting the road to chase down more bad guys, and her taking on like a new a new sidekick, her new Robin, which is going to don the kick-ass outfit. Mm. But to see at like a show of uh, what happens after all that, the older hit girl yeah. recruiting the new kick-ass, yeah, that'd be cool. I love those books. The movies didn't do them the best justice. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed the movies. The first one was way better than the second, but. Uh, that was such. It was such I think fun. I have the second one. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, it's good, but uh, <laughs> yeah. All right. What about you, Jesse? Um, the one I keep coming back to is uh, is Astro City. Astro um, City. I don't know that. Oh man, uh, it launched um, from Image way back in the day and uh, was run by Wildstorm. Uh, it actually just celebrated its 20th anniversary, and uh, it's written by Kurt Busiek and. Uh, Brent Anderson usually does the art with Alex Ross on covers, and uh, it's kind of in his in BCX Marvel style, where it's a it's a real man on the street look at what a superhero world looks like, hmm. and uh, it, it's it still has all those big bombastic superhero battles, but it 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 shows the the human element to it, and it's it's generally you know as touching as it is action packed, um, and you know I can't help but think he. He hops from character to character so much. You could really do an interesting anthology series and move it around a lot without um, having to focus on, you know, one central cast. And it just opens the way for stories of everything under the sun. That sounds like uh, that would translate well to television. Mm-hmm. Makes me think of uh, the, sh- the show Heroes when it first came out, kind of. I mean, you had all these different people going through the same kind of experience, and each week you kind of jumped around this different ones yeah getting their different uh, stories and perspectives exactly so yeah i want to change mine okay atomic robo oh <laughs> i don't know yeah. what maybe that just popped in my head i don't know what made me think of it but because yeah. jesse i think is the one he's the one that's yeah he's the one that i am yeah robo to yeah, us. yeah 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 I, that makes me feel so good. I'm, I'm glad you guys are like. <laughs> I would love to see that on television too. They were making a, a an topic Robo like animated movie or something. That's right, they were. I don't know <laughs> if it ever saw the light of day or not. I don't know. It, yeah, it kind of has. Um, I, I did back the Kickstarter for that, and uh, they keep releasing these YouTube videos showing their work in progress. But it's been several years now, and nothing seems to be coming out. Really? Well, so what does that mean for the Kickstarter backers? I mean, are they just you just out of luck? or uh, I'm trying. <laughs> theoretically, they're still working on it. But, yeah, so far I'm out the, you know, 
20 bucks or whatever I chipped in, it has not come through. <laughs> and, you know, that's, that's nothing on the, on the creators of the book because they, they lent the character to the studio that was, uh, developing the animation. So I don't right. want to disparage the, <laughs> the fine creators of the book. Oh yeah, but, uh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's, that's sort of my one Kickstarter disappointment so far. Well, hopefully the weight pays off. I, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Well, any any more shows you want to discuss? No, I think I, I got all mine. Yeah, I think I got mine, too. I really stumped myself with that one. Oh, what about you, Jesse? Any more? Um, I think that's it. All right. All right. Well, it's a good uh, list. Yeah. MacGyver. MacGyver. Oh, my God. MacGyver. <laughs> Knight Rider. Oh, my gosh. I t- <laughs> Airwolf. Oh, okay. Air, Airwolf is a good call. Yeah. They're all coming to mind now that the segment's over. Jan Michael Vincent. <laughs> <laughs> In a world with only Jan, nine Jan Michael Vincents. <laughs> yeah, that's a little joke from Rick and Morty. Yeah. Rick and Morty watchers, you got to get it. All right. <laughs> with that, let's just jump into the comic dump bin. I think I'll go first this week. I never go first. I always just say, who's going first? I went first last week, I think. Yeah, I think you did. So, speaking of Rick and Morty, Jack and I are huge fans of the show. (laughs) Uh, We don't miss an episode. Quote it all the time. Absolutely love it. Have you seen it, Jesse? I have, yeah. I just watched the last episode of the second season. So you've been following it. You're into it. Yeah, there's a few I haven't caught, but uh, it's so good. (laughs) Yes, it's so funny. I I never would have thought that... A cartoon like that would be so uh, science fiction literate, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it uh, taught us how to get swifty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, I was at the uh, comic book store uh, just this past weekend, and when we went to the Cincinnati Comic Expo, that was one thing I kind of had my eye out for, Rick and Morty comics, because I hadn't seen them anywhere yet. Mm-hmm. And there was one guy that had, like, two of them up on his wall of, like, pricey comics, and they were, like, close to $50 a piece. I don't know what the deal was with them. I didn't oh. like, mm. get up to them. I just saw $50, and it's, like, repellent, you know? It pushed me away. Unless he had, like, a bunch of issues that went real fast, and he thought, well, these are the last two. I can get some money out of them. They looked like they were maybe some kind of a variant Crazy cover variant. or something like that. I don't know. But uh, anyway, this past uh, Saturday down at the comic book store, down at Pack Rats, I found some of the issues, and I grabbed issue two just to check it out. And I tell you what, it plays out just exactly like an episode. Not really? Just what I was thinking. Sometimes, like, uh, with the Simpsons comics on Bongo, I don't know if they're still on Bongo or not, but they don't hold the same feeling as the show. They'll carry on a weird kind of adventure that you'd never see on television. Mm. This is pretty close to watching an exact episode. You can hear their voices in your head, hear exactly how they say these lines. It's (laughs) awesome. But it starts with uh, Rick and Morty being standing in front of a galactic uh, judge. They're in a courtroom. They're being tried for all their uh, different crimes against the galaxy, uh, you know, jumping between universes, causing havoc, uh, destroying universes, and uh, they're going to be put away put in jail and at one point rick even tries to uh trade morty for sexual favors to the <laughs> judge but the judge does not uh go for it so they lock him uh in this prison called the Claxpire labyrinth it's it's a labyrinth that they drop prisoners in it's full of all these monsters and all kinds of stuff that are uh just you know supposed supposed to devour you and no one ever really survives in there so ship hov- hovers over the labyrinth drops all the inmates in and um, immediately, you know, they're in their orange jumpsuits, prison suits, and they escape a monster's uh, chase and duck into this maze where Rick jumps out of scene for a minute, comes back in his lab coat, his pants, his shirt, <laughs> and a flask drinking. And Morty's like, hey, Rick, what are, you, what are you doing? Where'd you get that stuff? And turns out that he goes, gee, you know, Morty, I, I made this prison. He goes, I built this prison years ago. Do you think I'd ever build a prison thinking that I'd never end up in it? So he goes, he, he built all these uh, like secret passages and catacombs for himself should he ever end up there. It's, it's kind of a short story. <laughs> Another monster gives chase to him and they cut off into this uh, cubby hole that Rick has dug that goes down to a portal. 
Is this going to get us out of here? Yeah, Morty, this is going to take us home. He turns it on and pushes Morty through, and it deactivates, and it said there was only room for one person to go. So Rick threw Morty through and stayed in the labyrinth, and it said, to be continued. And that surprised me, because with these books, I expected them to be self-contained stories. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, not the case. Not the case at all. Not that I'm complaining, but um, I'm hooked. So I'll have to get more. the cartoon kind of carries on. Yeah, I mean, they're all standalone episodes. You don't have to have seen the ones before it to get it. And I guess that's kind of how this is. It's still a well-contained adventure. But if you want to know what happens to Rick, if you want to know how he gets out of uh, this place, then you got to read on. One thing I forgot to say, too, I I said it was called the Clackspire Labyrinth. Clackspire is Rick's place. Oh. oh my gosh! <laughs> so is this tie into the last episode at all? That's what I was wondering too, but um, I didn't. There wasn't an issue one, so I didn't get to see if it did directly tie into it. But um, I imagine he winds up in prison a lot, though. Oh yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, in the last episode, what was it? They left. Uh, the family stayed on the on tiny the planet, planet yeah. while he yeah. turned himself in. Well, no, they went back to Earth. Because they got the pardon when they came, they came back. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. And now Earth is an alien, uh, I don't know, vacation spot. Yeah. And then Mr. Uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole there. To... <laughs> oh, whoa, gee, what are we going to expect next season? Oh, whoa. <laughs> uh, okay, guys, so I, I, I have to know. If you were given the opportunity to be Morty, would you take it? You mean uh, like uh, in person, like be the voice of Morty on the show, or like like go on the so, actual adventures Morty does? Yeah, to go on Morty's adventures, you'll see some amazing things, but you'll be permanently and horribly emotionally scarred for life. <laughs> Ooh, uh, I probably would because it <laughs> it reminds me so much of kind of a twisted Doctor Who, and I'd be right there with him with Doctor yeah. Who too to do to go on those adventures too. Even some even though they're crazy, I think I would. I've already got uh, mental anguish from life, so <laughs> <laughs> no more damage can be done. I think hanging out with Rick would be a blast. <laughs> Tiny Rick. <laughs> All right, so that's it. Rick and Morty issue two, and that's on uh, Oni Press. All right, Jack, you you better go next. <laughs> I was going to ask, does he do the burps in the, yeah. in the book? Yeah, he'll be talking he... and he'll just, uh, he'll say belch in there and then cut right back into the line, yeah. So I got an updated, just a quick preview of a comic from a guest we had on a while back from uh, Cortland Ellis called Stab Gunner. Mm, that was a good book. He totally, after the Kickstarter, didn't make it. They went ahead and uh, rebooted it, like totally did a whole rewrite. I guess they're twisting the story a little bit more. That was the video game kind of inspired. Yeah, it was like yeah. kind of like Scott Pilgrim, how when he right. fights, the people will turn into coins and points and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a kick out of reading that. But it's about a, a guy named Stab and a guy named Gunner. And Stab is, I guess he has a real hot temper, so he ended up moving to a monastery to kind of control it. Still has trouble here and there controlling his temper. <laughs> and he ends up meeting Gunner. I'm, I'm remembering this from the original the story that we got before because mm-hmm. what I got didn't go into that too much. But uh, they ended up getting attacked by a bunch of, uh, I want to say like hip-hop ninjas. Hip-hop they, ninjas? <laughs> yeah, because, well, the picture <laughs> they have in here, the, the it's not finished art, but they got like just wearing jerseys, but they're wearing like ninja, ninja masks. <laughs> <laughs> Like, the style is crazy because it's real urban and anime-ish. Right. The way it's written, it's drawn. It's really cool. It's a lot of fun to read. Oh, very cool. Yeah, it's set up to be like kind of like a beat-em-up, an old beat-em-up video game. And the, the main villain, his name is uh, the Well-Dressed Man. I don't remember what he looks like. He's a well-dressed businessman. Well, <laughs> aside from his uh, nice wares. But yeah, he owns the big city and has turned the industrial part, made the industrial part of the city like four times the size to, to feed his wealth, which has made a bunch of smog over the whole city, so it's always dark. And of course, there's neon all over the place to light. Oh, places. yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. But he's got it. I think there's, oh, 10 pages finished so far, the first issue. He's got a Patreon account trying to make some more money to, to finish it up. Oh, really? Yeah. Very cool. 
It needs to get finished. This yeah, was, was such a fun book yeah. to read. I mean, it's uh, it's hard to explain. It, it was almost you kind of got the video game feeling from oh, it yeah. when you were done, like you'd actually kind of played something. And the action, the way he he drew the action was, you could see the action in the pictures pretty much. It was, and like, didn't you see like points and stuff come up after mm-hmm. a dude went down or something? <laughs> like that was awesome too. When the the yeah, first part, cool. when he grabbed a chick, he went to the the market and got a chicken. And it, after he bought it, it said, like, plus one chicken. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. It yeah, needs definitely, to be a game. They definitely need something you need someone to check out. For sure. Once this is funded, he needs to get, like, an iPhone app or something. Oh, yeah. An actual Turn stab gun or game. I want to say he's actually doing that because I want to say on Facebook on his pages, posts that show... A little bit of fighting, yeah. It'd be like a one-on-one fighting game. It's like Street Fighter type thing. Wow, well, you've got uh, two customers waiting right here for you. <laughs> awesome. All right, Jesse, that leaves you. Well, I, I hate to go back to a, a well I've already been to today, but um, this is a couple months old, but Astro City 26 came out, and it was a, a real interesting issue. Um as I said, uh, the first issue came out 20 years ago, and this is the actually the, the 20th anniversary issue. Uh, so issue one, when it first came out, um, was a story called A Dream of Flying. And uh, one of the cool things about Astro City is that it, uh, it is often single-issue stories. So the, oh, uh, nice. the whole series starts off with uh, a character named Samaritan, who is the uh, Superman analog. And uh, the story is about how he's always saving the world from extra dimensional threats and aliens and supervillains. Um, and he's so busy um, rushing around the world to get from place to place and stop these things. The only time that he has to um, to stop and enjoy flying is when he's asleep and dreaming. And that's, you know, the, the moment of his day that he, he loves the most. Um, so they revisited that story 20 years later and showed how everything had changed over 20 years. Um, you know, both things that had happened in the stories and without, you know, relationships change and things like that. And it was a, a very nice follow-up to, uh, to a story that, that kicked everything off all those years ago. Wow. I really want to read that. What's it called again? Uh, the first one is uh, is in the first collection. I think it's called Life in the Big City, and uh, it's called uh, A Dream of Flying. Um, back when it first came out, I'm going to look at the old bookcase. Um, yeah, Life in the Big City, and then Confession was another big one that came out, uh, which was a, a, a really interesting kind of Batman analog story that has a pretty great twist at the end. <laughs> Uh, very good stuff. The Samaritan sounds like a, a superhero from the Tick show. <laughs> <laughs> was there one? Or it just I was, I was looking. Like it it, it sounds like it. I, I don't know. He has that type of name. Like it, yeah, I feel like it is, but, I mean, there was a group called the Civic Minded Five. So. <laughs> Have you guys ever, uh, like, had a realistic dream where you are flying? I've had plenty where I was falling, but not flying. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I was going to say falling. <laughs> I and it hasn't happened in years, but I had a few dreams like a long time ago that felt so real where I was like just levitating a little bit off the ground or like I was able to float up to a second story window or something. Crazy, crazy feeling because in the dream it feels so freaking real, you know? <laughs> Is it great? Uh, it was kind of scary. Really? It was great, but I'm, I'm afraid of heights. I, if I could fly, I don't know if I, I'd probably just... Uh, you just feel like it's going to shut off all of a sudden. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I just probably use my power to get stuff off top shelves and stuff. You know? <laughs> Mine is kind of flying, I guess, because it's a, riding a bicycle fast, and then all of a sudden the front wheel just totally turning sideways. Ooh. And then, of course, you go flying over the handlebars. So, Ooh, in boy. a sense, it's flying, but falling at the same You've had that dream? Oh, yeah, a lot of time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hate it. Reoccurring dreams. Mm-hmm. I, for years, years, to this day, I have the dream. The dream's always different. The context of the dream's different. What's happening, but it always happens at an amusement park. All the time. Mm. I'm either on my way to amusement park, I'm at the amusement park, but it's always at an amusement park. Oh, I got a good recurring one that 
We'll have to save that. Remind me for the next Halloween episode because it'll be pretty good. Oh, we just had Halloween. I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> write it down. Write it down. <laughs> All right. Anyway, boy, that really got us off topic. <laughs> <laughs> Means it was a good book, right? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just pulling stuff out of my ass here. All right. A lot of good comics this week. So with that, let's just move right into... Real World Heroes. Jack, who do we have this week? I'm going to spell this name out because I think I know how to pronounce it. But as I was looking at it just now, I think it may be pronounced different. Okay. K-A-S-S-E-E. Cassie. You think it's Cassie? I was thinking it was Casey. We'll let uh, we'll let Jesse settle yeah. this dispute. <laughs> My guess was Casey, but uh, I am notoriously for not uh, bad about knowing how to read. We're going to go with Casey. I think it's Cassie. We're going to go with Cassie. I'm changing my my, my vote. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we got Cassie Jones from Omaha, Nebraska. We could call her Casey Casson. <laughs> I'm sorry. Call her KJ. There you go. <laughs> yeah, Casey Jones from Omaha, Nebraska. She spent her first day of summer camp working as a lifeguard at Camp Legacy in Omaha. Noticed that there was a little boy not moving on the, the far end of the pool. So being a an American Red Cross trained lifeguard jumped directly in the pool, pulled the kid out, gave him a couple rescue breaths, woke the kid up. Really? Yep. Can you imagine being in that moment, knowing that that child's life and right now depends on you? Mm-hmm. Like the, wow. Very cool. Just amazes me the people that can summon this power. Her dad, I guess, is a volunteer firefighter, was one of the first responders to the incident. The boy was transported to the children's hospital and was released later on that day. Wow. How old is she, did you say? Um, that I didn't, I didn't catch her, her age on that one. Wow. Cassie Jones. Yeah. Man, now I wish it was Casey. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, Maybe that's why I kept thinking, because I keep thinking of turtles when I'm saying Casey Jones. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and for your heroic deeds, Cassie, you have found a spot on our wall of justice. In the Hall of Heroes. So keep up that great lifeguarding duty. Yeah. Lord knows someone needs to. Anytime you go to the pool, man, kids are just running like idiots everywhere. I, I never thought I would drown because I was too good a swimmer. Oh, is that right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You still I'll think never, that? Uh, well, I don't know so much anymore. <laughs> now I know I'll get tired at one point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Before we uh, moved at our old place, there was a there was a pool. And uh, when we had first moved in, we moved in like, uh, I think the pool was drained. So as soon as they filled it up, I was out there in my trunks. And I was like, man, I'm getting right in this bad boy. I'm going to be the first one in it. Now, you got to let a pool, you know, you let the water warm up for oh, yeah. two or three weeks. I jumped in the deep end just to, like, get the shock over with. <laughs> Boy, I almost died that day. Like, I, <laughs> I'm i not even kidding. I started, like, choking, yeah. and uh, my limbs, like, started cramping. I could barely move. I barely got to the ladder and pulled myself <laughs> out. Like, it's laughable now, but in the moment, it was scary sure. as shit. Yeah. I thought I, I thought I was done. I've had cold ice water poured over me, and I can't. You can't breathe. It, no. Yeah, I know exactly was, how you're feeling. I was eight feet deep in it. <laughs> oh. Oh, never again. Chop that up a stupidity on my part, huh? <laughs> Didn't dip the toe. <laughs> I did dip the toe. I was just being cocky. <laughs> but, I'm always afraid of falling in and dipping the toe, losing my balance, and then you're just in the water. <laughs> <laughs> you just lay on your back and creep up to the toilet pole and dip your toe. <laughs> I can't fall in this way. I get on my hands and knees and put my finger in it. <laughs> All right, enough of this garbage. <laughs> Let's just turn our attention right over to Jesse Dubin and talk about uh, Uncanny Adventure Duo. Thanks again for being with us, Jesse. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So we had you on, how long ago was it? It's been over a year ago. It was like uh, June, July, something like that of 2014. And yeah, that sounds right. That's when we first uh, were introduced to Uncanny Adventures, which was just kind of like an anthology book. It held, uh, what, like eight or nine different uh, stories in it? Uh, let's see. Last year's was our Mad Science Anthology. I think we had 20 or 22 in that one. It was a pretty hefty book. It was wow. thick, yeah, it was thick. I that. And each story was, what, about four, five, six pages, something like that? Yeah, exactly. We had a couple that were longer and a couple that were shorter, but that was about the average. 
So I'm noticing with this one, then, all your stories are two-page stories. They're all comp- contained to two pages. Yeah, exactly. That's that's why we called it uh, Duo uh, this time around. Um, I, I started off with the idea. I was really curious if you could tell a story with a beginning, middle, and an end in the space of two pages. Um I wasn't entirely sure it could be done, um, but I figured why let my short-sightedness, um, you know, limit everybody else. Um, so when we had our submission period uh, last year for the next anthology, I, I said, Let, let's give this a try. Let's see what happens. And I got so many amazing submissions. It was, it, it blew my mind. It was completely unexpected. And, um, you know, I actually asked people to submit the entire two-page story at the time and we got some really cool uh, uh stories in so we actually wound up with uh 33 stories as why not make it a mini series uh so uh we split it up three issues a p uh, into three issues um it's with uh, diamond right now and hopefully at comic shops near you uh very shortly hey you know what? I feel so stupid. I'm sitting here reading this, and it does say one of three, but at a glance, I thought it said one of 31. And I was about oh, to ask, no. like, we're about to get a ton of these things, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a bad typeface choice. Uh-oh. <laughs> when you get the submissions, are they just a, a story, or is it the whole the whole thing drawn out? Um, the, for the previous books, we, we asked for just the pitch phase. But when we did this one, we were on sort of a, an accelerated timeline. Uh, so what I did I was uh, ask for a script and thumbnails. So we at least knew that the story was mostly there. So how many submissions did you have altogether? Wow, I think we must have had close to 50 overall. Uh, nice. And then trimmed it down to what we have. Um and we actually had such an interesting range of stories, we were able to uh, to divide it up by theme. So issue one is our sci-fi and fantasy issue. Uh, number two is more of the action and adventure stories. And uh, then number three is uh, all humor and comedy stories. That'll be fun to see. Yeah. yeah, this one was a lot of fun. There's a few in here that uh, really stuck out. The Karate Beetle, I really enjoyed that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had mentioned the the very first one, the yeah, what was that one called the specimen one? Specimen, yeah, isn't that great? I, I really love the uh, the anime uh, or the uh, manga style artwork in that one too. Yes, the the second story really uh, was pretty cool. It, it starts with a little girl coming out of a spaceship on the moon, kind of bouncing around, uh, conquering a monster, and it cuts to this little girl sitting in school. Uh, Am I saying too much, Jesse? I didn't even think about that. (laughs) No, go for it. Okay, she's sitting in school. (laughs) This is her fantasy. She's dreaming about being an astronaut, and then it shows her carry out the rest of her day, go home, and tell on her dad about her day. Well, then it cuts back to herself in the dream where she's on the moon conquering this monster, and herself in the dream is fantasizing about having... The life she has in reality. Does yeah, that make she's sense? In space dreaming about being at home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty cool. I, it was neat. I really liked it. I, I yeah, I thought that was a really cool twist on uh, uh, on the normal story, and you know that the artists and the creators can get all these uh, feelings out and, and stories out in two pages. I think is a, a credit to um, you know both their talent and sort of the the power of comics, like what you can do and how you can you can tell those stories. Absolutely. I'm I'm really sorry if I said too much. I just started flapping my gums without realizing it, thinking about if I should. No, we we just won't let you do uh, every story. <laughs> All right, Jack. Either that or we'll hire you to do There's ten more in there that people still get to read. They know one story <laughs> from front to end. Next Kender episode, we'll sit here and read them all to you. No. <laughs> um, I, I, I like had sort of a. Now. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I said I feel like an asshole now. I'm sorry. No, no, not, not at all. I would, I would say if it was a problem. I promise. Okay, cool. Um, I, I wrote a weird story in here um, that uh, I, I had sort of a, a, a crazy idea. Um, you know, thinking about science fiction and, and robots, and you know, what what happens if you kill a robot? Can you kill a robot? Is that even possible? Um, so. For my contribution, I, I wanted to do 
sort of a philosophical take on whether or not that's even possible. Um, and then I got sort of obsessed with Aaron Sorkin uh, TV shows for a little while. So then I tried to make it as wordy as humanly possible, where characters repeat each other and cut each other off and and do weird things. So, um, you know, that's one that I, I ha- hope came out <laughs> relatively well. But yeah, just everything under the sun, uh, we were able to, to fit in. And Yeah, I mean, it looks like everything came out really well. I mean, the artwork through this thing, it's awesome to have a book where you get a bunch of different artwork as well as different stories. I don't know. It's, uh, I don't know how to say what I'm trying to say. It's, uh, I didn't finish it because it was too wordy. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, you're going to get that at home. Too. The ending was pretty, pretty, there's a, that little twist at the end there. Yeah, they all kind of carry a little bit of a twist with them. Love these books, man. Love them. Well, so when can so- we expect uh, issue two out? Uh, we have uh, we have a small run of uh, issues one and two out, um, so I'll I'll hook you guys up with a with a preview copy of two um, after the show, um, and uh, yeah, just waiting to see. Uh, like I said, there the submission packages with diamonds, so they ho- will hopefully be in stores soon, and uh, we're gonna see if we need to go back for a larger print run. That's awesome. Nice. Sounds like you guys are uh, really on your way. Well, thanks. We're we're really trying. We're getting out and doing shows. We've done Salt Lake and uh, Denver Comic Cons. We did Planet Comic Con in Kansas City this year, which was a lot of fun. Uh, trying to add some more to uh, to our schedule for 2016. So yeah, uh, the way I look at it is the artists and the creators take a, a big chance, you know, agreeing to, to let us represent their work. So it's, it's up to our team to, uh, to really get the word out there and, and hustle to get their, their stories out. So are there, uh, other titles on eighth wonder press now? I mean, it's been a while since we've actually, I think been on the website, but, uh, mm-hmm. have you got, are there other titles or is this the main thing going for eighth wonder press right now? Uh, this is it at the moment. This is our, our most recent series, but we are looking at some uh, some other options for uh, for 2016, and hopefully we'll get some uh, standalone uh, single story books by uh, uh, single creative teams out very soon. Can't wait to see what comes of it, man. Well, thank you very much. It's uh, it's very exciting to be to be putting out comics. There's 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 no boredom to be sure. <laughs> I know. I'm I'm very. Uh envious of you comic makers uh, and it's really the only reason that we do this show is so we kind of have like a foot on foot in the door yeah. on the scene like well, we can't make comics but we're here you yeah. know we're talking about them that was just as good right oh, it is just as good you know you, you find a way to contribute to the thing that you love and uh you know it's it is very much like an extended family well, that's yeah, that's very is. true. It has really become that, and uh, it's awesome to have you back a second time. So thank you for that. You've uh, you're definitely a good friend of the show. Thank you guys with our writing. So your my your writing and my writing together for our little project. I don't know if we could do. Oh a my god! <laughs> are, are you guys working on something? Yeah, we got uh, a yeah. project in the works. Uh, yeah. Well, we could take it offline, but you gotta you gotta share. <laughs> oh no, we, we'll share. I think we yeah. announced it uh, last, last week. We did, yeah. Week. Oh, We're okay. doing a uh, a radio theater Star Wars audio movie. Oh, <laughs> does that make sense? It'll be like listening to a Star Wars. It's like a radio. Uh, help me. So it's a like a, a radio show. Yeah, it's a radio show. Yeah, with yeah. all the sound effects. Except it's not going to be the like the. Uh, I can't think of like it's someone in the background standing there with a pair of symbols when you. Oh yeah, <laughs> no nothing <laughs> like <the> that. <laughs> no, what we did is we have some friends that are into like uh, uh, role playing games and like a uh, Dungeon and Dragons kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I've never done that. I don't think Jack's really mm-hmm. tampered in that much. So uh, he had a Star Wars one called Edge of the Empire. So we made some characters and we played three sessions with them. And we decided to take those sessions and what transpired there and, you know, write words to them and uh, add ship noises, droid noises, alien noises, and make it sound like you're actually hearing a Star Wars adventure. That sounds awesome. Here's hoping. Yeah. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's either going to be fun or really embarrassing. Is that going to be uh, posted under Canned Air or is that going to be a separate project? No, that'll be under Canned Air. We're just going to put it out as one of our episodes and uh, hope we don't get sued for copyright infringement. But, uh, <laughs> we're not making any money on this thing. It's a fan film. Lucasfilm so. standing at the door the day after release. Well, <laughs> exactly. Holding out our hands in a wallet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's supposed to drop uh, the same day as The Force Awakens, December 18th. So uh, we'll see. We're hoping cool. to make that deadline. We got yeah. a lot of work ahead yep. of us. <laughs> 
So again, uh, thanks for being with us, Jesse, and uh, we can't wait to get you back on the show. Absolutely. Thank you. Jack, what do we have on the website? We have a show blog with recaps, topics from the show, the episode list. <laughs> so You're almost there. Yeah, so it's so hard since we changed it. We got the episode list, uh, our YouTube page, with oh, all our YouTube yeah. videos, and that's about all we have on there anymore. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at CannedAirPod and on Instagram at Can underscore Air. The Wall of Heroes is on there, too. The Wall of Heroes is on the website, yes. Don't forget to go there. And the video we've been talking about for how long? Like uh, since the middle of summer Mm -hmm. that we've been making is finally ready to be put up. And by the time this show hits uh, online, it'll probably already be be available uh, on YouTube. So be sure to jump over there and check it out. It's If you were lucky, you got to see it couple days ago because it was up for a short time but then I had to get pulled back down because can our exclusive uncut version yeah. <laughs> there's a couple <laughs> whoopses in there that I didn't catch it's it's a turd we're still polishing yeah. but uh, we'll get there so uh, keep keep your eye out yeah it's probably up but if you're hearing this so anything else guys no, no. I think Jesse left. oh no he's there no no I, saw... <laughs> I thought he already hung I'm, I'm just being dangerously silent uh, no uh, just uh, I'd advise people to hit us up at 8thwonderpress.com or on Facebook and Twitter at 8thwonderpress and uh, looking forward to uh, meeting everybody with it uh, during convention season next year yeah and we'll uh, we'll push that on Twitter and uh, Instagram and all that stuff as well we'll have a bunch of links to you on the website also great yeah, and if you ever uh, get out uh, east uh, around Ohio here, uh, let us know. We'll come see you. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, you guys have, oh, no, Mid-OhioCon doesn't exist anymore, but doesn't uh, Tom Spurgeon run a, a new show out there? Oh, I, was that the Tricon? Mm, that could be. Um, but, yeah, o- Ohio is definitely on our on our to-do list. Um, you know, I, I hear you guys have some really good shows out there these days. So. Yeah, and they keep getting better, it seems. It seems really... Yeah. Uh, Really so even growing. the small, the small, small ones are yeah. pretty good too. Like the what was it, the space, the space con? con? Yeah, yeah. Nice. a lot of good stuff. But anyway, let us know when that happens. We'll definitely catch up with you. All right, absolutely. Well, until next time, I am Jeremy Colley, and I'm Jack Doherty, and I'm Jesse Dubin. Have a happy Thanksgiving, everyone. In the eyes of a ranger, the unsuspecting stranger had better know the truth of wrong from right. Cause the eyes of the ranger are upon you Any wrong you do, he's gonna see When you're in Texas, look behind you Cause that's where the ranger's gonna be you come over here and spray paint your name on the wall but i don't wanna what are you chicken hold on there boys wow it's flint instead of writing your name write candairpodcast.com and help spread the word well that's a great idea now we know and knowing is half the battle g.i. joe but anywho Again, Jesse, thanks so much for being here. And uh, until the next time we have you on, man, uh, that sentence has nowhere to go. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good one, I guess. Uh, Bye. Bye. (laughs) Party on, Wayne. (laughs) My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.